Jay, I'm gonna need you to start waiting your turns. Attack and talk, okay? No, no, it's fine. It was okay. I understand that you. I just like giving Jay a hard time. It's become. I understand that you are a fan of basketball, but you gotta give Tad his time. You're right. You're right. I apologize. Because all you fucking people do is eat sausage, eat cheese, drink beer, and have heart attacks at 62. Like, that is just what happens. Like, that's just the way, that's, 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 that's the Wisconsinite way of life. And, like, that's just what it is. So call it Cream City after cheese. Call it Cream City after, just after cheese, you know? For the listeners... Tad asked us to record right at that point so he could go into his his Cream City cheese rant. I'm now starting to think that as a native Iowan, I think he just wanted to go at Wisconsinites. I think I'm that's was like I, I didn't realize it at the time. I thought he was just gonna talk about cheese, but then he started going at 60-year-old Wisconsinites, and I'm starting to think it's like a Midwestern state hating like thing that he has ingrained in his DNA, being that he's from Iowa. Cause like Nikki and I are from Chicago. We don't really care about these other states because like we're from Chicago, you know what I mean? But like There's Iowa. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not, you guys are not from Illinois. You're from Chicago. There is a distinct difference. Don't, yeah, Sorry, don't, Nick, don't get it twisted. Something. Oh, all I said was they're beneath us. <laughs> Let me explain something to you guys. And this this probably mostly stems from the college football rival rivalries. But between Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota and Nebraska, we have what we call the quadrangle of hate. And every everybody kind of hates a little bit like each other a little bit more. Nobody really hates Wisconsin the most. Cause like Wisconsin people for the most part are like nice and friendly. And like, I know I just kind of went in on them, but like, there's a lot of similarities between, you know, Iowa, I mean, you've Iowa got folks. the hat. So it's not like you're a hundred percent against Milwaukee. No, I'm wearing, I am wearing you're, a Milwaukee Bucks hat, right? Yes, now. He is going to be walking around with a cream city on it. So like he, he's fine with the city of Milwaukee. I go up, I go to, I'm a Brewers fan. I'm a Packers fan. I go up to a, like at least one at the at an absolute minimum Brewers game a year. Um, people from from Milwaukee have always been very nice, treated me very well. I have no issues. I've been to Madison for football games. Very nice people. You know who fucking sucks are people from Nebraska, and I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into it simply because I could take up our entire show talking about that. <laughs> So appreciate it. Fuck Nebraska. They have bad corn and your football team hasn't been relevant in over 30 years. So what okay. was that? I mean, wow, there it is. Aggressive people. know we just alienated our one listener in Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> the one, what are they called? Nebraskanians. Yeah. Nebraskans. Nebraskans. <laughs> Nebraskanians. You're, you're adding Nebraska. you're adding extra on there. A little bit too much to the end. Nebraskanians, there. we are from Chicago, and Tad, what part of Iowa are you from? Southeastern. Uh southeastern Iowa. The only part that has civilization in it, frankly. You have like southeastern Iowa, then you have nothing, and then you have Des Moines and like Ames in the middle. And then after that, it's literally fucking nothing until you get to council bluffs and let me tell you something about council bluffs not a place you want to stop not a place you want to stay just keep on trucking i don't care if it means you have to go into nebraska council bluffs is a bad place 
it doesn't sound like a it I'm not gonna lie, it does not sound like a place I would want home, to at. Home of the only bar that John Taffer has ever walked out on and refused to save. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that vividly. I watched that episode a couple like maybe like a couple months ago. Also, uh I can confirm I have been to Council Bluffs. I played in a baseball tournament there one time. It was interesting, to say the least. Hmm. Yeah. I, there was once a, there's a there's a big there's a show on uh like an Iowa like news channel it's called Sound Off and it's big like they do a lot of like Hawkeye stuff and they're, they they have a big following in the state of Iowa. And a few years ago when Nebraska was really bad at football like when they were on their like the beginning of this terrible downturn they've been on. There's this it's like one thing with Andy as a segment they do on that show and he was ranting about how bad Nebraska football is and then just started ripping on the state of Nebraska and he goes he goes, driving through Nebraska is the only time in your life you'll ever say, thank God we've reached Council Bluffs. <laughs> uh, right. I've driven is, uh, through Nebraska. It was not the best. The last little piece here before we get into the show that I'll, I'll just add on here is that Nebraska or that's Council Bluffs sits right on the border of Iowa and Nebraska. And every year in the football game, like in Iowa has won the last five. So that's great. But after the football game, Twitter is always lit up with people being like, yes, Nebraska has to claim Council Bluffs for another year. <laughs> so, uh, Council if you're Bluff. from Council Bluffs, sorry, but your town sucks. It's a terrible place. I wonder if that's like, um, like a lot of people I know who are from Florida, usually I'm like, oh, you're from Florida? They're like, yeah. And they're just like, yeah. They're just like very much just like, no, I know. Florida's not the best. Same thing with uh, Philly. I've met a lot of people from Philly. I'm like, oh, you're from Philly. They're like, yeah, I know. A lot of the stories are true. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's not great. That depends where you're having that conversation, though. Like, if you're having that conversation with a lot of them who's they, not in Philly at the time um, or is not going back to that's Philly, that's a response you get. Well, Everybody saying, in Philly loves loves Philly. Same, yeah. with, same with Florida. Same with Florida. Yes. No, I know. I'm talking about people who've left. I didn't meet them in those, like, those places. The uh, most contentious of people that I've ever met that are so very defensive about where they're from are Ohioans. Oh, really? Like, because Ohio gets shit on all the time. It's true. Cleveland and Cincinnati. Have, get, like, you know no what? I work with a girl who's from Cleveland. I'm going to see if I should talk how she responds. Shout oh, out please. my cousin Curtis, who listens to this podcast. He lives in Hudson, Ohio, which is a, a beautiful, nice community. And Cleveland's not the worst place. I've been to Cleveland. A lot of places that I would rather go before Cleveland, but there are a lot of places on my list that are far, far below Cleveland. So, and like that um, fake traveling commercial says, we're not Detroit, Cleveland. <laughs> Although Detroit in that is on the list of places I would rather not go. Yeah, in that com- fake commercial, they definitely have. Um, uh, they say that LeBron James is the source of their economy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Which was for, for sure true for a time. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Ever. For, that's what I'm saying. Like for the longest time, except for like ever, the Miami ever. stops. Exactly. Exactly. Were well, you going to say something, Ted? Or No, he just did an outcast lyric, but he did it ever so quietly. Like <laughs> down here. Down here. This octave. Oh, man. Nobody don't me. I'm just so friendly. That probably hurts so many people's ears. Probably, yeah. That Somebody probably, cut that out. We uh, probably won't, so we're just going to go ahead and apologize right now to all of the listeners. We very, very, very much apologize 
Uh, hope your ears weren't too hurt. But with that being said, welcome to NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk shit. My name is Nikki Keeles, aka. You okay over there? Sorry, I had something in my throat. I just want to make that's sure. Your, that's a right. terrible AKA. I know. I know. Oops. <laughs> you okay over there? That's my AKA today. <laughs> you okay over there? It's just me checking in on everybody. Hey, America, you okay over there? <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my new segment. You okay over there? Yeah, weird times. Weird times. Everybody good? <laughs> everybody good? You okay over there? Uh, Nikhil is AKA Trey Young and the Restless. Who doesn't love a good <laughs> reference to that show? Uh, <laughs> first things first, let's go to my co-host, my real brother, Jay. Kick it. Uh, I am your host, Jay Keelas, a.k.a. Karis Lauzi Vert. Mm. You say it really fast. You say it really fast. Karis yeah, Lauzi Vert. I enjoy it. All Can my friends are like dead. Karis Lil Uzi Vert? Yeah. Yeah, I guess Lil, I could have. Lil Uzi. Lil yeah, Uzi Vert. Lil, Lil Uzi Vert. No, I get it. Lil Uzi Vert. That's okay. That was also the... The the sultry sounds of our brethren with less melanin, Ted. Hey, what's up? It's Ted, a.k.a. J. New England Clam Chowder, a.k.a. James Larden, who's probably been eating a lot of that New England Clam Chowder, or will be as he will moves be. to Brooklyn and is in well, the that's, North East. That's where I would like to begin my segment. Hey, you doing okay over there? <laughs> Houston, are you doing okay over there? On account of um, you guys got your ass whoops t- uh, whooped by uh, LeBron James and the Lakers, and then James Harden was like, it's not working. Nine games in, I've decided no more. I'm donezo. And they were like, eh, well, fuck it. And they sent them over to the Nets. I almost Hang said on. the Knicks. But guess what? That's not the New York team that's received him. This is how it went down. It was at first a three-team trade that went – Afterwards, uh, a fourth team was sort of added to the mix. Um, yeah, man, I guess. The Nets received James Harden. The Cavs received Jared Allen and Torian Prince. The Pacers received Karis LeVert and a second rounder. And the Rockets would, would receive Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Radonius Rid, uh, Karux. I fucked that up probably. Three Brooklyn, first, three Brooklyn Nets first rounders, one Milwaukee first rounder, and four Brooklyn first round pick swaps. Gentlemen, starting with Jay, how are we feeling about this trade? I have spent the last 24 hours going back and forth on how I feel about this trade. Um, across the board, like all four teams, not just the Nets, not just the Rockets, like across the board. Um, I'm going to go team by team, starting with. Uh, I'm going to start with the Cavs and then I'll go team by team. Um, again, this took me a while to like figure out how I felt about this trade. Um, Could you say that one more time? Because you've said it about four times already. So. I, I know, but I just like, I'm still kind of processing my feelings. He can't, he just can't. The Cavs now have, I think 10 centers on their roster. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. However, after taking some time to think about it, this leads me to believe that they're tr- probably going to move Andre Drummond at the deadline. He's got a big contract. I'm sure they could probably get some first for him. You know, he's one of those big contracts that they can kind of exchange, similar to like what the 
uh, T Wolves did with uh, with Wiggins last year. Um, I, I have to believe that's happening just based on this trade. I think this is a huge hit for the Nets to lose Jared Allen, being a team that was already pretty bad defensively, losing their best defense player and their starting center. Um, I mean, DeAndre Jordan had recently got relegated to the bench and and Steve Nash started Jared Allen. Weird move. Torian Prince, another, that was more of just like money. That was just contract stuff. Like, I think he's got like $13 million on the book and he's either going to be a free agent this year or next year. So he's coming off the book soon. That was just a money move. Torian Prince has been kind of a guy who's like, meh. He was like, meh in in Atlanta. He was fine in Brooklyn, but like couldn't really find his way. I think he's like, I think he thinks he's better than he is and, and oftentimes has like led him to uh, to playing um, at, a, at a less consistent level than he probably could be. Um, next, moving to the Pacers. Moving off of Victor Oladipo, I'm actually okay with that. Um, he was pretty vocally unhappy going into the offseason, um, and there were some rumors going around that he didn't want to be there. He did the thing he's supposed to do, which is say, "Of course I do." Um, but he's going to be an, he's going to be a free agent this year. I think for the Pacers, they're thinking to themselves, he didn't really feel like a part of this team anymore. He was starting to play better. Uh, he's still not like pre-injury Victor Oladipo, where he was an All Star, but he's he's starting to creep closer to that. Uh, but from their perspective, he's coming off the books. They probably weren't going to re-sign him. To me, great move by the Pacers to bring in Karis LeVert, a guy whose game very much resembles Victor Oladipo's. Um, and I think I like him coming in, especially with TJ Warren still injured and they're not really sure when what his timetable looks like. I like that. Second rounder, you know, whatever. Um, for the Rockets, Victor Oladipo's kind of an interesting player too, right? Like he basically has an audition for the year. He can come off their books and they have a nice little kind of, uh, they have a nice contract falling off of their books at the end of the year. Um, they could also pair him next to John Wall. I mean, it looks fun. Um, they could potentially re-sign him maybe to a 15, 16, $17 million a year deal next year, or they could max him out at $20 million a year. Uh, maybe gets like a five-year, $100 million contract from them. Who knows? They're also tight on money. I think everybody's talked about this at nauseum. Um, so Tillman Fertitta is probably thinking about his, uh, his checkbook more so than the competitiveness of his team. Um, you know, the rest of the guys in this trade, Dante Exum, I, I've I've completely forgotten about Dante Exum. He's he hasn't become anything in the NBA, and he also can't stay healthy. Um, you know, Curix was 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 good like two seasons ago, uh, but has basically been rendered nothing on that Nets team. So those are just throwing guys. The big thing for the Rockets is last year they lost all those first round picks in the trade for Russell Westbrook, and they got eight back in this uh, in this trade. Um, pretty big haul for them for a team that may be trying to rebuild. Um, I'd be curious to know what the rest of the Sixers offer was. There was definitely a lot of rumors out there that uh, the Rockets wanted Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey, um, but then the Sixers weren't willing to give up Maxey, so they threw in Matisse Tybel, and and I guess the Rockets were like, yeah, no, peace out. Um, and then on the net side, like, look, um, we don't know what's going on with Kyrie. I think this makes a lot of sense for the Nets as an insurance policy, um, and we'll talk about Kyrie here you know, shortly, but... Um, you now have three guys on your team that can drop 50 any, any, any day of the week. Like, so may, the defense definitely got worse. The team is now less deep than they were, which was kind of their big strong suit with K, with Katie and Kyrie, but it's, it's James Harden. Well, really quick. I actually want to maybe Ted, I'm going to switch this over to you and ask you this question. Uh, does this, do you think this is better or worse for the Nets? Conventional wisdom would say that like anytime you add another superstar to your roster that like it's going to make things better. My concern is that James Harden has like 
they've brought in other star players around him, but nobody to the caliber of like obviously Kevin Durant, who is in the highest, highest tier of superstar player. And you could argue that, I mean, like, I, I don't even think you really need to argue. Like, James Harden, flaws in his game notwithstanding, is probably in that tier as well. So it, it, it really is going to be interesting, like, how they handle that. There's going to be some bumps in the road. Like, we know that. There's going to be... There, there are so many times when this happens that teams... What, what happens is a, a, another star player, you know, goes to a team that already has one. And like you look at back at the Miami Heat when LeBron first went there, they they went like nine and nine in their first eighteen games, and people were like, "Oh, see, not all it was cracked up to be. Not not enough yeah. basketball to go around." And we all know how that turned out. You know, the fucking Heat w- went on a tear shortly after that, and obviously went to and lost the finals against the Mavericks. So conventional logic says it's going to be fine and it's going to work out. I think they're, we're going to see a lot of like shakiness up front just as they kind of figure out, honestly, how to play together again because they're much farther ahead in their careers, obviously, than they were during their time in, in OKC when they were both very young. And additionally, like you're going to run into bumps in the road when fat-ass James Harden is still playing his way into shape, man. Like, uh, my God, like looking at him with those fucking dry fits on, and I'm like, bro, maybe just size up, man. Like maybe just size up because your fucking man boobies are flopping around. And look, maybe man, I, maybe he knows his fans are fans of the thickness, so he's just like showing them what they want. You know. Um, I would like to point out really quick, guys. I'm looking over here at some stats according to NBA.com. In the top twenty for points per game this season, all three players: James Harden, nineteenth at twenty four point eight; Kyrie Irving, eighth at twenty seven point one. And Kevin Durant second at twenty nine point four points per game. Uh, who out of those three? Because it's got to happen. Who who dips the most in point scoring? If they hypothetically stay together, because who knows with this 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 trilogy? It's hard to answer because the Kyrie thing is so up in the air right now. Yes, which we can talk about. It's not like we can't put them just together. Hey, Kyrie who, Irving. Which look, I'm going to sidebar. What's that? Sorry. Whose scoring average goes down or whose goes up? Who goes down? Who takes the biggest hit out of those three? Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and... I'd say realistically James Harden. I was actually going to say KD because I think he's more inclined to actually move the ball. That like, is com- true. I feel like compared, with compared his to the other days. two, like because so, I agree with you, I, I that was my initial thought. But just based on play styles, now what's going to be interesting is like the entire offense in Houston was built around James Harden. This is not that offense. So now, yeah. granted, they do have D'Antoni on the coaching staff. So like Steve Nash has an unfair advantage having the coach that coached him for the last five years. Um, but this is not that offense. I don't even get to make my points because you just make them for me. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, KD's scoring is going to suffer when he goes to Golden State. It went up. Like, KD is going to get his no matter what. Like, he is a guy that can get, like, he's a guy that can affect a game without having to absolutely take over and, like, demand the ball because he moves well without the ball and he's, like, he's good at finding ways to get himself involved in the offense without, frankly, like, 
pressing the issue and dribbling the air out of the ball at the top of the key and then attacking the rim or, or shooting a long three, much like James Harden does. Um, it will be, that's, that's why I, I think it, it'll go down and I, I could be wrong, but to Jay's point, you know, having Mike D'Antoni on staff, like is, is going to be helpful. It's going to be like, you know, Hey, here's good ways to, to kind of, to coach this guy, frankly. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It, it's, yeah, I mean, the trade also, as a whole, I, I think Jay hit like pretty much all the the key points. I do think Karis Levert is gonna show out in in Indiana, so I think that's a good opportunity for him. Um, Torian Prince, I agree, is a money move, which coincidentally is going to be the title of my debut rap album. So, money move. Money move. Um, so, Thanks. yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say Cardi Cardi B is gonna come at you, but have fun with that. Is that her? Is that a, I don't I don't pay any attention to Cardi B. You know, she's got a lot of songs. I make money moves. She makes money moves. Yeah, yeah well, mine's money moves. There's no S. Just oh, right. Oh, you always seem to make one move in the rest of your career. You're like, fuck it. I'm uh-huh. no. It's that like it's like yo. It's like yo. That money move. That money move. My my money move. You know. One time and never again. Mostly it moves it moves out of my bank account and into my credit card bills. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, man, I don't, you know, the trade overall, obviously, like it's a huge deal, and we'll see how the Nets. I mean, like anytime, like you know, we anytime a a huge player moves, like it'll be interesting. But like, I don't know how much impact it has on this season, just strictly because of the fact that like James Harden is so out of shape, and like the Nets. It almost feels like one of those situations too, where like the Nets got rid of a lot. Like the Nets have looked good, and suddenly they've moved a ton of quality pieces. It's kind of sort of similar to the Carmelo deal, right? When Carmelo went to the Knicks, like what if if Carmelo would have waited one more year, that team was a legit contender because he could have signed with them without them giving up all those assets. But now suddenly, like the Nets have nothing, which is weird because like the Nets have been in this situation before. Like the Nets were yeah, in this well, situation when they when they got Paul Pierce and and Kevin, and obviously very different. Those guys were at the end of their careers, but right, yeah, uh, you know they they gave up their whole future banking on like a, a hopeful um, title run. So you know who knows? Um, we'll see, but uh, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I mean I've, I've been watching the Nets a lot as it is. I'm gonna be watching well, the Nets more. I for sure. I'm gonna watch them a bunch, but I would like to maybe just you know do a slight. Turn back into my segment. Uh, <clears throat> you okay, uh, Kyrie? You okay? Uh, in a replay of a one Chicago Derrick Rose, um, Kyrie Irving has sort of disappeared from his New York-based team. Uh, seen partying with family without a mask in video, and also never really giving a timetable. Do we feel that the trade maybe is a little bit of a bandage or just like fix him up just in case Kyrie leaves or do you think that now he's brought him over Kyrie will be like come back ready to go and is going to be willing to to play with these other two superstars in I, order to win I thought about this today I've been We've thinking talked, about that a lot so yeah go go ahead we we talked about <laughs> We talked about Kyrie. I didn't mean it. Hold on. I don't mean to interrupt you. I know we're trying to work on not interrupting each other. I'm not trying to interrupt you. I was just saying, like, I I didn't mean that as a like, oh great, you're gonna steal my thoughts again on this too. I just was saying that I also have been thinking about this a lot today. So please proceed. I and I'd like to hear your thoughts on on this this statement. Um, is Kyrie Irving the Ricky Williams of the NBA? Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. 
Wow. Wow. I thought about that. I was listening Just, to a, I need points. Discuss. Well, so remember, let's remember Ricky Williams' career, right? Ricky Williams, one of the best running backs in the NFL for a long time, right? Yeah, New Orleans, Miami. Backyard football. Yeah, right? New Orleans, Miami, et cetera, right? Incredibly woke, right? D- depending on who you ask, like big marijuana guy, like super spiritual, like this very unique kind of bohemian he was this weird dichotomy of like he was a he was a massive massive human being like fucking chiseled out of out of stone out of steel and yet was like this really eccentric dude right and and retired early to pursue things that he was interested in outside of football because football was one of those things that he always did but like he was just he just reminds me a lot of Kyrie in the same way because there's a lot of things that came out over this week. I don't want to pass any immediate judgment on what's going on with Kyrie right now. I'm just – I refuse to do it. We don't have enough information. It's very clear that what happened at the Capitol clearly impacted him. What happened with the Jacob Blake uh, uh, um, you know, shooting um, and, uh, and, and you know, those police officers, um, really just him not – Jacob Blake and not getting his just due and just everything else that's been going on recently, it's – it's apparent that it, that has impacted all of us for that matter. Like what happened at Capitol Hill fucked me up for like two days. And I'm sure like Kyrie is a very uh, uh, emotional being. And, uh, and it's clear that it, it impacted him. He was caught on a zoom uh, five minutes before his game was supposed to start. Um, however, that zoom was him speaking with authorities, like local authorities in the greater Brooklyn area, like the greater New York area. So it's like, it's clear. It's clear. Now there's other things outside of that, the birthday party, et cetera. Like there's other things um, that he's been caught doing. It's hard for me to comment on where Kyrie is right now, but I just couldn't help but think about, about Ricky Williams, which, which Tad had a reaction to. So I'm, I'm assuming. Ron Tad, yes, please. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, that was, I mean, Ricky Williams was the, the uh, direct parallel that I drew um, a little bit different because like Ricky Williams was just kind of a guy that marched to the beat of his own drum, which so is Kyrie, but like Kyrie clearly has like some other things um, that are cropping up, which like justifiably so. Um, and I think Kyrie is realizing, I think to some degree it's a little bit of him wanting to leverage and use his platform for, um, frankly the betterment of society i think a little bit of it is that he's i think i i i think like Kyrie also wants to be this guy that's seen as more as a bat than a basketball player which is fine but i also think he goes about it in the wrong way with like this efforts to be like this like pseudo intellectual person um and um yeah so i mean i I honestly can't. I texted you guys this the other day, but Kyrie might be out of league in two years and it might be of his own volition and it might be because no teams want to deal with this drama anymore. But I just, I don't know how long he's going to stick around. And I also just don't know, man, like does the guy really love basketball. Like, and, and if you don't, it's okay. I, I actually weirdly enough, got into a Twitter exchange with a uh, former NFL wide receiver, Tori uh, Smith about this because he was tweeting about how he hates when people say, Oh, that you could tell this guy doesn't love the game, but you know what, man? Like, there, I know millions upon millions of people who wake up every single day and go to jobs that they don't hate, but it pays the bills, and they might be good at their job. Doesn't mean they have to like it. And so, like, athletes not liking their job is okay. That's okay. It um, so I, I'm, I'm not like you know 
trying to to talk ill of Kyrie if he doesn't love the game of basketball, but I just think that there's so much more that he probably wants to do and believes that he can do that like right now basketball to him is like not even like uh it's like a, a thing that he just doesn't frankly give two fucks yeah. about. Well, I think um, to your point too, like I, I'm all here I'm here for him like the the things that he is that we are aware of him doing are all positive things. The issue is, is the way in which he executes on these things, right? If he's in a, this is my only argument against this whole thing is because Steve Nash was interviewed and they're like, what's going on with Kyrie? And he was like, honestly, I haven't talked to him. Like, and he was just very blatant about it. He's just like, I, I haven't, I haven't talked. I don't, I don't really know actually. So like with Kyrie, if you're in a headspace, where, look, we all take time off of work when we need it. We take time off of work. It is what it is. Right. Um, and basketball players are no different. Like, Basketball players throughout the and athletes throughout the history of sports have taken a leave of absence for whatever reason. So Kyrie, if you're in a position where you're like, my head's just not in it right now. There's too much shit going on, and like, I really want to focus my efforts on you know, uh, 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 like just police violence and all these other things going on. Like, cool. And like, look, the party for his sister's birthday. He probably just needed to be around family just to like get level headed. I don't fault a man for doing that. I just don't. And we'll talk about the COVID protocol here in a second. I don't fault the man for doing that. But take the proper steps because every action has a consequence. Take the proper steps. Inform the team officials that you need a leave of absence and you will be returning in X period of time. And then do your thing. But like, you're not a 19-year-old kid anymore, bro. You're 30 years old. Like, you need to start handling your business like an adult. Right. If this is, if you need time off, then take the proper steps. Don't leave your team hanging. Don't leave your coaching staff hanging. That's my only issue with the way that this whole thing has gone down, but he continues to do this type of shit. Yeah. I 30 years old. My God. He might be 28, but I'm going to look at, no, I think you, I I don't think you're wrong. So I'm pretty sure he's, that is a, whew. I'm turning 30 on Saturday and Kyrie being 30. It's weird. It, it, it's weird. How sometimes like sometimes somebody else like aging, like hits you more than like your own age. You know what I mean? Like my brothers are supposed to be like children. They're not supposed to be like adults. Like they are now. Like they're still my, to my brother Tucker supposed to be a chubby little 12 year old still instead of being 22. But, um, whew, man, I just, <sighs> Yeah, I think you're. I, I think like that. You know, I, I agree with the the same the sentiment, right? Like, there's a way to go about this, and there's a way to not go about it. And Kyrie, throughout his entire career, has been the guy who goes about it in the way that you really shouldn't go about it. Frankly, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, but he just wouldn't get the reactions that he gets if he handled this shit like an adult. Yeah. And like, the thing is, at this point, it's not like he doesn't have a fucking team around him. Like, he has to have a team. Now he just goes rogue. And like, Dennis Rodman did this type of shit. We learned that from the last dance. But mm-hmm. like, at this point, like, you've been in the league for. Did we, did we learn that from the last dance, or did we just well, always know? You and, which, you know hey, quick sidebar. Shout out to his kid. She became the second overall pick. Second overall pick in the women's professional soccer league here. Yeah, well, shit. Uh, when I saw the the when it was like showing the picks, I was looking through and I was like, "Oh, Rodman!" I was like, "It can't be Dennis Rodman's kid, can it?" And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Dennis Rodman's daughter." And I was like, "Oh, look at that shit!" Um, look, I hope Kyrie, you know, gets everything together because I mean, he's a good basketball player, and I would like to continue watching him play. If he does not want to play anymore, it's also understandable. But Jay, I you did bring up a good point. What's up? 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go for it. I was just going to say, I'd also like, yeah, I'd like to see him continue playing basketball and I'd like to see him continuing to do the work that he's doing in efforts of like social justice, social awareness, like a lot more of this stuff is is like, you know, obviously the fucking Mm -hmm. United States of America continues to be a a powder keg filled with absolutely insane people um, who would like to overthrow our government um, and who seem to just absolutely hate black people. But um, I would... I would like to see him continue to do both, but, and I would like to see like, you know, these things that he's, he's, he's passionate about, like take form. And I'd like to see him continue to do those things. Um, but I I also just wish he wouldn't like draw such attention to it in like such a negative manner. Um, I'm not trying to, I'm not like, I'm trying to pick my words carefully here because like, I hate when the people are like, well, don't protest this way or don't do, you know, or like, don't do those things this way. And that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm just trying to say is that like, there is a better way that he can go about this without like creating negativity and and turmoil, I think. And I'd like to see him do that. Like, that's what, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Cause it also takes attention away from what he's actually trying to accomplish. Exactly. All all this negative shit. You know what I mean? Thank you. That is what I was trying to say. It just takes, it takes attention away from what he's actually trying to do. Like if, if, if the nets were like, Hey, we've given Kyrie a leave of absence as he processes what's going on in America. This has been a hard time for everybody. Everybody's in a weird place. And like, Mm -hmm. we respect his wishes and, when he's ready to come back, we're going to welcome him back with open arms. Then when you see him on the zoom, when you see him at a family party, you're like, all right, look, they probably knew that he was going to go see family because he needed to. And like, we talked about this before we talked about this last year. I, I feel very strongly that Kyrie Irving probably is somewhere on the spectrum of, of undiagnosed bipolar disorder. Like, I think there's definitely some of that in there. And, and granted, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. There's just, there's clearly something in there where like, there's a, there's a slight imbalance in the way that he kind of like, reacts to shit um and it just ah man it's too bad it really is too bad yeah it really is um but jay you talking about the um the the party uh did and the whole covid protocol that they're gonna have to deal with with that whole situation it did bring up a good point Uh, a lot of games lately have been getting postponed due to lack of players, mainly because of the COVID protocols, uh, whether it is someone, in fact, caught COVID or someone was within the uh, contact tracing, which means you're going to have to also uh, quarantine for, I believe it's just seven days if it's only contact tracing. But due to the con- the, the rise in COVID cases, they've had to postpone a lot of games. Uh, do you guys think that either the NBA will have any stoppage in play or whether or not they should Tad, I'd like to hear from you first on this subject. I don't think we, that a stoppage in play needs to happen yet, but I think we are teetering on the brink of that. Lauren and I got in a, a debate today not a debate, but Lauren was like, well, why can't they just do another bubble? And I was like, she, and, and um, that's hard for a lot of those people. I mean, that should cost did, like a billion dollars to execute. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, but she was like, well, just, you know, do the same thing they did, but like, let them have their families and maybe like their families and their baby mamas. Cause that one, that one guy that got in trouble, she was, and she, I was like, oh, Dan- Daniel house. And she was like, sure. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I, well, number one, like that's a logistical nightmare. Number two, like, we can't just ask these guys to do this year and, and year out. They are human beings. Like we can't just say hello, <laughs> NBA players. 
please go live in this like area where we just get to watch you as an inter- as entertainment. Like we're basically yeah. putting you like you're basically zoo animals, you know, is is sort of the thing. So I think we're teetering on the brink of a possible postponement of the season or like a hiatus of the season, um, which I'm worried about. However, I like the NBA has out of all the major sports leagues has the most stringent protocol. And I am fucking here for that. The NBA, by all accounts from the leadership, the executive leadership of the NBA, Adam Silver on down is pretty fucking well run when it comes to, to professional sports. Um, and like, I think we're very fortunate to have the leadership that we do like for that league as, as fans um, because like it, it is, it is player centric, obviously like they do bow down to some of the owners demands and, and whatnot at, at times. Um, but I think like Adam Silver is, is a pretty progressive guy as far as, you know, um, major sports commissioners or, or leaders um, goes. So I think, I think what they have in place is, is great. And like, I think like they're probably doing a pretty good job. I mean, like they're even doing things where it's like, even if you tested negative, you're around somebody like we're still making you quarantine, like those kinds of things, which like is what people are supposed to do. Like what yes, this is, is supposed to do. So, I mean, I think it's a good thing. I do worry about like what the future of, of this uh, season looks like. I also worry about a fucking NBA is going to give me my money back for all the money I spent on league pass, but uh, you know, we'll see. Um, yeah. I mean, my concern is obviously player safety and you want things to go well. So like, I think what they're doing is great. Uh, and I just hope that shit kind of works itself out and we're fine or just fucking vaccinate all the players, man. Like I don't need a vaccine. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like I don't leave my house anyway. Just vaccinate the fucking players. I'll wait my turn. I uh, I actually I'll wait my turn. I actually disagree with you. Uh, here's why. I think we've given the NBA a pass on this season because of how effective the bubble was, and I think we've just kind of like ignored how much they haven't been really holding players and teams accountable to the rules quote unquote that were laid out at the start of the season. There's a reason that the board of governors had to meet last week or this week. I don't even know when it was. It was this week. It was this week. There was a reason that they had to meet this week. It was because these motherfuckers, like I texted you guys the other night. I'm looking at the bench during the Sixers game. These guys are supposed to be sitting six feet apart. Like they're supposed to be sitting at least a chair apart from each other. They're all sitting next to each other. These guys are hugging. They're all fraternizing on the court during pregame postgame, all the things that under, under the rules they are not supposed to be doing right when they're on the bench. They're supposed to be wearing masks. There's all these rules in place, all these things that the, then the NBA like board of governors put together, but they're not, they were not enforcing. Right. Um, the other thing that like really like, so here's the thing with the break, right? They're, they're starting to import uh, like uh, uh, deploy rules where like these guys can't leave their homes unless it's for basketball events. Like they literally are like, you, I, we don't want you leaving your homes unless you are going to a game or to a practice. And a lot of the players are like, yo, fuck you. Like, that's just that's just not going to happen. Like, you're not going to tell me that I can't. I literally can't leave the house. Like, it's just not going to happen. But also, like, even for the guys that follow the rules, you're not going to stop their families. Like, those rules don't apply to their families. And if their families want to go to the grocery store or do some other shit, like, you're not going to stop them, right? So I think, I think now that the Board of Governors have met, um, the NBA, they're going to have – there's going to have to be a sacrificial lamb. Like, the NFL did this with the Raiders. They find them a – fuck ton of money because the coaches weren't wearing masks and there's all these rules that weren't being abided by you know these like team film sessions they found out that nobody was wearing masks they find the shit out of the raiders somebody's gonna have to be the sacrificial lamb 
in order for the NBA to fall in line. It's like I said, I mean, you're just watching these teams and you're just like, guys are on, like guys are huddling. And look, I get it. I understand it. I understand like how hard it has to be to like be there with your teammates and like not interact with them or like for Jason Tatum and and Bradley Beal not to dap up because they're homeboys from St. Louis. Like I get it. I understand it. But the reality is, is that there's money to be lost here, frankly, um, for not just yourselves. There's already a lot of people losing money because nobody can come to these games. Now, some of these stadiums have allowed for fans and, and that's a whole other thing. It's just, I don't think that the NBA has done a really great job of enforcing the rules this year. And I think, I mean, nine games have been postponed thus far. Nine. And it's only going to continue because of contact tracing and all these other things. And we've got like the game again, the Sixers heat game the other day had like nine guys who had less than 10 minutes of NBA action in their entire careers playing 20 plus minutes. Look, like, all I'm hearing is we need to, we need Keanu Reeves to get ready because the NBA replacements is coming at you, it's, folks. It's happening. These two way these two way contracts are going to continue to like. I mean, yeah. there was a guy playing for the Heat the other the other day who was on the Bulls last year with a two way contract and got eight minutes last season total. Actually, no bullshit. He's had eight minutes his an entire career, and he played 21 minutes the other night with the Heat and dropped like nine points. Kudos. Like yeah, maybe these, maybe maybe this will be good for some of those guys. Maybe they'll find roster yeah. spots. It, to your the other thing I wanted I wanted to mention or like the the other thing I wanted to like comment on was so my like being a human versus being an NBA fan like sides of my brain have been com- like really combating and fighting with each other over this last week with all the shit that's going on with COVID because you brought up like you brought up the vaccines right like just vaccine these guys we don't have to worry about this shit anymore. And I know, I know that was in jest. I know that was in jest. But I think it's like these guys are getting tested twice a day every single day. Every single day they're getting tested twice a day. Now they're going to ramp that up to three times a day. These are tests that are being deployed not only for the players but the coaching staffs and everybody else that's associated with these games every single day, multiple times a day. Meanwhile, there are hospital systems throughout the country who could absolutely use these tests and these vaccines that we're like advocating for. And not, I'm just saying like the collective, we like not we on this podcast that we are advocating that we then just deploy to the athletes. So like we can get our NBA product. It's just, I'm so fucking conflicted. I do understand that it's a business. And frankly, if we vaccine these guys and we can just like knock this shit out, then like people can start to come back to the stadium and probably start working a little bit more. And we actually open up some jobs, which is crucial for a lot of people that are not nba players like there's all these other i'm just so i'm so conflicted about how you address this thing because frankly i don't want to watch any more games where like dancers are like dancing in empty stadium that sixers game was so fucking awkward like they're just like dancing throughout the entire game it's just like it's, i just watched like, that happen i have the i have the sixers game oh, up on my ipad and it, it just actually happened like maybe so a, a few minutes ago I hate it. and I it, hate it, so it honestly it happened it happened right after I made my point and then was like, well, that might have aged like milk. And then you kind of went into your thing and I was like, yeah, it did. Like, I should have just not spoke. I should have just let Jay talk and then just said, I agree with everything Jay said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I've been really conflicted. About the one fucking day. time, man, I get to make my point. The, the one fucking time I get to go first and I'm the one that's wrong because you're right. <laughs> you're, Cause you're right. I'm wrong. I am wrong here. <laughs> I want, I want, I want Nikki or, or Jay or whoever edits this thing this week to just, Please cut out everything I just said. Noted. It's from, from the beginning. <laughs> we just won't include your audio. It's just going to be changed. <laughs> it's it's going to be like, it's going to, like, 
I, you guys should just just uh, just mute my audio. Don't actually cut the part. So like, it, there's mm-hmm. just long awkward pauses of silence before <laughs> somebody else starts talking again. I, I think we just take like one portion of when Tad's like, I agree, and we just keep playing that over and over. Again. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. Every point. I agree. I'll be. I'll I, be honest I with you. It's, <laughs> this is a, a failure of my own part. Like I didn't prepare enough for this segment of the show and. Like I had, I think early on thought they were doing a good job, but like, then you started making all those points and I was like, Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. And it's not good. No, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm watching highlights right now. And like, there's like nine, there's like nine guys on the Hornets bench. Four of them are sitting right next to each other. It's just like, guys, get a fucking 70, clue, man. 76ers have a drum line going on thing going on right now. The 70 stixers, 76 oh, stixers. That's going to be called. like, <laughs> That's at this point in time, it's got to be so loud as it just bounce. All of that sound just bounces off the empty walls. Oh, the acoustics got to be great in there right Did now. Did you see the other day when Joel Embiid uh, won the game for them in overtime, where he was like doing the like fucking yeah. you know, shit at the end? There's nobody in the stadium. There's nobody in the stadium. Yeah. Like fuck yeah! Look, Come he on. was hype. Let me hear it. Hype. It didn't matter. <laughs> you know what? I love it. I love it. Truly, I would love that whole soundtrack and all of the like. Uh, pumped in audience sound while I'm like freaking just playing like a pickup game of basketball at your local Y and it's just like fucking the entire experience is going on the entire time. You're just hearing like defense, defense. Ah, oh, what a way to play some pickup basketball. <laughs> I think it'd be great. I just, Beef, play, uh, I just want to play pickup basketball so bad. I know. I there, there, there are three things. So there are three things that I want to do in a in a pre-COVID world. The first thing is go to karaoke. Yes, amen. Fucking a. Also, karaoke one last thing. One great. last thing on the COVID, on the COVID thing. Of all the sports that are being played, basketball is arguably the most difficult to avoid COVID. They're literally passing around a COVID ball on a regular basis, and in order to get a rebound, they have to put their butts on each other's genitals. If there's a lot of contact. I don't think the genital thing means. I mean, they're also like, I'm looking, I'm looking at it. I can't even tell who, what two players those are. I actually don't know who either of those players are. (laughs) (laughs) uh, There's a guy for the heat, Vincent. Yeah. That was the guy that dropped like, he dropped like 18 the other day. It was no idea. And I can't, I can't see the Sixers players last name, but I have never seen him play before. And I have watched a lot of Philadelphia's games this season. So, uh, unsure. So I mean that that that's kind of uh, to 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 Jay's to to pretty much hammer uh, Jay's <laughs> point home right there. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. I forgot what we were talking about. Whoops, <laughs> that a boy. Mm. Anywho, right, they're right. they're gonna introduce new testing. Like obviously, oh yeah, he know. was they, they were they were trying to inbound the ball, and the Philly guy was like standing literally inches away from the dude for the Heat because he's guarding him, and it's like well you have to do that to play basketball so right yeah well look they're they're introducing new testing which is good because they don't want to be in a situation i mean like seth curry found out that he got covid while he was sitting on the bench like he tested positive they had to take him out out of the stadium during the game he was on the bench so they're introducing new testing to avoid that type of shit too so we'll see improvements but somebody's gonna have to somebody's gonna have to be the sacrificial lamb like that's that's all there is to it what's what who do we got what's our betting odds who do we think is gonna get it like player or team? Team. I think it's team. Who does the NBA hate the most right now? You know now? what? Give me the Lakers. They're having too much fun right now. 
they're just having too much fun. They're making bets there's, during the game. They're having LeBron James shooting, they're turning around, not even looking. Kick him off the tour, Doug. Kick him off the tour. Also, I don't buy for a second that Dennis Schroeder only bet LeBron a hundred bucks. Nah, a hundred grand maybe. I was about to say multiply that by a thousand dollars. Yeah, definitely not a hundred bucks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. Uh, but like, I understand what you're saying. I think, I think if not them, I feel like uh, the Wizards. I feel like the the uh, NBA likes to kick da- the Wizards a lot, especially when they're already down. Yeah, dude, it's good. That's fair. Wizards high high. That's fair. Poor Bradley Beal. Poor Bradley Beal, who's having just like two incredible seasons in a row and is on a shit team and also is playing in two seasons where we're basically like, there's no fans and nobody can really appreciate what he's doing. He's number one right now in points, 34.9 points per game. Oh, yeah. He's shooting 49.4% from the field, 37.5 from three. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's he's playing unbelievable, and the Wizards are substantially better without Russell Westbrook. Shocker. Yeah, can they just trade? Can they trade him on like a small contract over to the Nets? I do. Just finish that pizza roll trilogy up. They gotta, they gotta get Bradley Beal out of there, man. I'd love to see him end up somewhere else. I really would. Vernon Maxwell just tweeted: "If I'm the beard, I'm taking a page out in the Houston Observer, thanking all the dancers in town for the past eight years." <laughs> <laughs> the entire strip club economy in Houston just like tanked overnight. Dude, shout out Vernon Maxwell, man. That guy is a hilarious Twitter follow. <laughs> You know what I didn't say about the Harden thing? I'm wondering if he goes back to like playmaker Harden because like right now he's the best playmaker on the team. He's a better playmaker than Kyrie. It's not even close. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I would say probably. I hope so. It'd be fun Kyrie to watch. Kyrie is a lot better off the off ball on that team. I feel like could be wrong, but you know, um, let's move on uh, to some young youngins. Uh, the other day, due to the COVID. Uh, Tyrese Maxey had to start for Philly. Uh, and in that game, he ended up dropping 38. Also, uh, LaMelo Ball became the youngest player to... Tri- to uh, Ooh, I take that back. What was that? Taking that back. LaMelo Ball became the youngest player in NBA history to record a triple-double uh, just the day after he was one rebound shy from doing it while playing against his brother. Uh, so guys, I want to know well, where we may be wrong about how good this rookie class could be. There's a couple of players that don't look too bad. Uh, Weissman doesn't look too bad. Patrick Williams doesn't look like shit. Looks did like we ever say that this rookie class was bad or did we just say that there's like, they're going to be kind of average. Do we think I'm saying, do we think more like more stars will come from this or because I, I felt like we originally thought it was just all I mean, role players. The that unanimous, yeah. I was going to say like the unanimous opinion of this draft is like, this might be the worst draft since like the 2000 draft. Like that was kind of the unanimous opinion of this draft. Like across the board. Like, cause even we were like, yo, this draft really is trash. I stopped paying attention after a while. I know that's how I felt. And I'm pretty sure I, I pretty sure I said it multiple times. Yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't excited about this draft at all. Yeah. But they have been playing well. I mean, there are guys that got drafted that are making real impacts right now. And granted, we knew that this was going to be one of those drafts where you got a lot of role players. Um, and that that has come to fruition. Like, that's true. But there are some, like, legitimate, like, like legitimately good contributing rookies, like, right out the gate. Like, 
Tyrese Halliburton, James Wiseman, Patrick Williams we talked about. Precious Achua is playing some like real meaningful minutes. And I know Tad was a big fan of his coming out of the draft, you know, for Miami. Um, Anthony Edwards has been solid. Like, I think, uh, I don't think he's the best player in this draft. I think like, yeah, I mean, I'd be hard pressed to like, I think Wiseman probably goes one if you redraft this just as of right now. Um, And maybe like Halliburton goes two. Um, Although you could argue LaMelo stays at two or, or moves up one position and maybe... Uh, Edwards goes three and, and Halliburton goes four, but a lot of teams are kicking themselves about Halliburton. But like just across the board, man, like there's been a lot of good, like fucking Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard's been a, a, a massive like impact player for the Celtics as a backup point guard. Tyrese Maxey looks really promising. There's a lot of really fun guys um, that have come out of this draft. I've been I've been really impressed by by the rookie class thus far. Minus Tyrese, Tyrese. really quick, Tyrese. I was, I was just about to say, man, Killian Hayes had a hell of a season. Yikes. <laughs> We're going to miss by your boy there. Tyrese Halliburton is shooting 54.1% from the field and 52.1% from three. Uh, I'm looking at all the stats of the, of the rookie class. We've got eight, no, seven players averaging at least uh, 10 points. Cole Anthony is averaging 9.5. He's pretty close to getting 10. He's another but one. Patrick Williams got 10.3. Sadiq Bay 10.5. James Wiseman, 10.6. Tyrese Maxey's at 11. LaMelo Ball, 11.7. Anthony Edwards, 12.5. And Tyrese Halliburton, 12.6. They're yep. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of mainly, actually shooting even, a lot better than I like, expected. Obi hasn't even he hasn't really played yet. And like but the Knicks drafted Emmanuel quickly, like late in the draft, like in the in, he's probably he may be better than Obi Toppin at the rest of the, at the end of the season. Like he's a really promising, he looks to be a very promising guard for that team next to RJ Barrett. Like just across the I, just across the board, I've been I've been pretty damn impressed by the rookie class so far, and they've been contributing like early, like thirty point games and triple doubles, and just like contributing to winning, which is the coolest part. Like I I, I absolutely love Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, we we've talked about him at nauseum at this point, but Sadiq I, Bay I, is oh, shooting. I hate how much I love him because he's a cyclone, but God, he's good. <laughs> Sadiq Bay is currently shooting forty three percent from yeah, three on five point eight attempts per game. I saw that. I saw that. And Patrick Williams forty five and forty five point eight, but he's no, only Patrick Williams is. I'm so Ooh, far, like so far, I like him. So far, player. I'm a fan. I'm a fan, and I like that. Like Billy Donovan's got him playing like legitimate crunch time minutes, which I like. Not granted, the Bulls are losing. They're not. They're not a good team, but their games have been close, especially. They actually, look like a good team. Yeah, they look more competitive, which is just it's fun to watch. It really is. Ten. Yeah. Any Agreed. thoughts on the rookie rookie class in general? I don't, I, don't want to hear but I, I don't even know what to say after everything that's been said. I mean, the rookie class <laughs> has been good. They've been really, really good. I do kind of wonder if part of it is circumstantial, given like this is a weird year. Um, you know, like I, I'm not sitting here and pretending that they also didn't get training camp and, and summer league and, and all that stuff. But um, I do wonder if there is a little bit of like circumstantial stuff to this, um, that like it's such a weird year that like, of course, like, uh, a class that we didn't expect to be that good is is really good. I also wonder, frankly, what rookie ever in the history of any sport, you know, like dating back to the past, like probably like 50 years, maybe, uh, has ever had to play their first professional sports season in an empty arena. Um, that adds a lot to it, I think. 
it's you know like when you're not dealing with like fans screaming at you with like all the pressure of like the you know the fans being there like that changes things and frankly probably good for the rook like you know it'll be interesting to see how some of these guys handle it like you know next year when we hopefully have fans again um so I think there's a little, there's some some things that are like yeah like is is this class is definitely better than we thought yeah. for certain. Yeah. Um, I'm not ashamed to admit that I love Lamelo Ball despite the fact that like I I, I just I I wanted to not I love him. Um, he's very good. He uh he, I feel like I feel like he would just like not not like me or be very dismissive of me were we to. <laughs> Uh, cross paths but uh i think he's a an arrogant young man and probably not like the nicest person ever but he's a very talented basketball player so despite the fact that i don't want to like him, I, I do i mean reports reports are that like it seems like people really like playing with him and like he's been a very i mean he's been a net a, a major positive for them where sure like, sure like and terry rogier's been good for them but like uh um devontae grant's been rough this year like yeah he's not bad. as well real real bad uh um, bridges played well though Really good. I was watching them earlier. Yeah. He's doing well. Yeah, he's been good for them for sure. I yeah, actually don't even know why I flipped over. I flipped over to this Heat Sixers game, and it's a twenty-one point game. I'm just realizing. I'm like, why am I still watching? This? <laughs> um, uh, Lamelo Ball is averaging right now eleven point seven a game on forty point three, thirty-two point seven from three, sixty-nine percent on free throws. Not that great. Um, he's got seven rebounds a game, five point nine assists, and one point five steals a game. He's playing pretty well. And those are like numbers where, I don't know, there's a chance him or Tyrese Halliburton are now at this point probably the front runners for Rookie of the Year. Right? Or do either one of you guys have someone else that you would throw in there? I mean, it's Tyrese Halliburton for me. And maybe James Wiseman. Uh, James Wiseman yeah. is, is up there, I think. I think it would be ridiculous well. to leave him out of and the conversation. Also, but yeah, I agree, Tyrese Halliburton. At, at this point in the season right now is we're like whatever, God. 10, 12, whatever games in, like it's him. Yeah, we're not many games in, but can we also maybe talk about yet again the uh, the Golden State Warriors aren't doing too bad. Six and five. They had a five and two roads. Ro- I mean, it was a five and two on uh, at home. So I get, you know, five and two record playing seven straight home games. You know, that could just because they were at home, but playing a lot better ever since uh, Draymond Green came back. I'm happy yeah. about old Draymond. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's, Steph Curry it, is just playing lights out. out of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's so top five in MVP right now, probably top three, mm-hmm. arguably, just based on play alone. Like, I mean, it's a, yeah, he's been playing incredible. I'm I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be a lot of sophomore slumps next year going from like, cause like a lot of these guys went from high school to a college season where like halfway through they stopped playing with fans or just like stop playing basically not halfway through. Like mm. we got to March, so they just didn't play the tournament, but yeah. then you play your rookie season with no fans and you're going to go from no fans to like 20,000. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting next year. Yeah. But you know, this rookie class has actually done quite, quite a good job. Um, Anything else that we would like to talk about for the rookie class, gentlemen? Boys, how we doing? I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's see. Let's before we end this, like let's just, let's do like a little end check in here. What's the one thing you guys are looking forward to this week? NBA related, 
world related. I don't care. This is our last segment of the night. I turn thirty check. on Saturday. Oh, that is true. And that I'm not super pumped about turning thirty. I am, however, I have not really hung out with anybody uh, recently. You know, given that I'm trying to be good about the COVID guidelines. However, on Saturday night, my three best friends, uh, excluding you two, of course, um, are coming yeah, nice over. Thing. Nice thing. Uh, are are coming over to my house and uh, Lauren is leaving to go to a friend's to hang out for the night and we are going to gamble on football, hockey, probably some basketball. We are going to get rip-roaring drunk and I am going to usher in uh, the next decade of my life in a extremely intoxicated manner. So uh, while I'm sure nobody else cares, I'm excited about it. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm that's what I got this week. Oh yeah, and, and, and the day after I'll be turning thirty-two, um, I will not be rip roaring or anything. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Just gonna be me and Iggy hanging out, just me and the dog, yeah. hang hanging out. Uh, no, yeah. um, I think one thing I am excited about, like basketball-wise, I am really excited to see Ben Simmons' response after the uh, trade rumors. I'm I'm curious to see if we get like a. He's off to a not. He's not really coming to fruition right now. His his uh, his, uh, his night so far is pretty uh, pedestrian, to say the least. Uh, yeah, but, I'm, I'm uh, really but they are running the the heat out of the gym. It, it, I don't think he really. Uh... He he hasn't really needed to do much. Shake Milton has twenty three. Right, I was gonna say shakes shakes like six for seven from three. So it's uh, oh, wow. he, he's raining down today. But um, yeah, I'm really excited for the uh, for the Ben Simmons uh, revenge tour. Maybe or something totally different because uh, I can't imagine he's very happy about the rumors that went down. I, I'd I'd also just like to say real fast because I was watching that game and like I, I flip back over to Hornets Raptors. Yes, I watch games while we're on this podcast. I do. I I can't help it. I'm addicted to watching these games. Um, but uh, despite you saying it's not coming to fruition, Ben Simmons has ten points, eight rebounds, and ten assists while only taking eight shots. So he's having a pretty good game. Yeah, he's just not like going all out, but he's still playing pretty well. Uh, I also would like to point out, um, oh, I'm going to mess this up. Ni- no, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I was watching that game last night uh, for the Pelicans. Scored 37, career high. He was 15 for 20 from the field, 5 of 5 from 3, and then he took three real bad shots. So I'm looking forward to see if he could. My like, man was feeling didn't himself. You? Oh, he was feeling himself on some three, like, it was three straight heat check threes, step back three, not right at the line, a little bit back with expressive like, ooh, let me get a little 30-footer action. And it's like, oh, no, dude, you, you were doing smart shots. That's why that's why you were 15 for 20 from the field. Uh, so for me, I think I'm kind of looking forward to seeing uh, another Pelicans game because uh, I, I want to see how he plays because uh, uh, I almost said LaMelo ball. Lonzo Ball is out, so yeah, I think I, I would him like to continue and, watching. I think him and Bledsoe are both out because of the COVID protocol. So I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't hold your breath. I don't think we'll see. No, I think it was much of Mr. Nikhil for much. No, longer. I think it was ankle for, uh, um, for Lonzo, but I think for Bledsoe, yes, it is just a uh, COVID protocol. But in, uh, in other case, we're not. It'd be nice to see him play again. I also would like to watch. I want to watch another Phoenix game. Yeah. Yeah, they're I feel fine. like I'm missing missing some Suns action, which is a sentence I never thought I'd say. But I'm missing some Suns action. It is actually very weird that you weird, right? You say that. Are they the second best team in the Western Conference right now? Yes. Well, no. Yeah. The Clippers. 
I don't know if you've watched the Clippers recently, but oh lord, they look pretty good. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, they they almost gave up the lead the other day. I it's uh, a, it's an interesting conversation. It's an interesting conversation. Yeah, I do. I do like the uh, the Suns a lot, and that's like, surprisingly something I'm very willing to go watch. Yeah. Um. And then last thing here, guys, what's something that everyone's been talking about lately that you guys don't give a shit about? Dad, go ahead. Go first. Anything? Could be basketball later. Doesn't have to be, but. I don't know. What's something that could be basketball related? Oh, I don't give a fuck about Trump's impeachment. I just don't. (laughs) I was was going to say, I don't give a a shit about him being uh, uh, banned from these social media platforms. I don't think it, it, I don't think it does nearly as much as, as, as uh, people are insinuating. And also YouTube banned him for a week. So way to go YouTube. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck about like they put him. this fucking dude in prison or somebody just fucking shoots him. Uh, I don't give a fuck. Frankly, fuck Donald Trump, fuck the Republican Party, fuck anybody who is conspiring or actively trying to take down the United States of America because they are so fucking enamored by a goddamn game show fucking host, a bankrupt, obese fucking idiot has somehow conned all of these people into like has broken their brains. It's astounding. So I don't give a shit that you're impeaching him. Fucking do something else. Put the man in prison. I'm yeah. Well, Jay? There's uh, No, I, I agree. I, I'm just, I don't really care to listen to any more of that stuff. As far as NBA stuff, I don't really care what's going on with the Hawks. I don't really care. Like John Collins, what'd you expect, bro? They didn't pay you. Just play your game. Do your thing. I also don't give a shit about what's going on with the Hawks because I did not know that there was something going on with the Hawks. Yeah, you know, they got into a fight. Trey Young got real snarky and only took seven shots the next game because John Collins was complaining about how many shots he takes a game. John Collins is trying to get paid. That's it. I don't care. I don't care. I just don't. As you started talking, I realized I also did not care. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is, yeah, I don't really give a damn. John Collins, just accept it, buddy. Unless you start playing a lot better. Glad we took it off the rundown because <laughs> I don't yeah. care anymore. Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. I saw it on um, there and I was like, I don't know what this is. I should look at it. I just forgot to. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like something. I was like, maybe, but also maybe not. Nah, 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 nah. Um, I don't know if I have anything actually. Shout out to Boogie Cousins. We love you. You're yeah. The yeah. Love you. Shout out to Shout out to like, we love you. That was love hilarious. You. You're the fucking it's like the Instagram posts uh, where I shit talk the because actually that's something I don't I don't give a shit about the rest feelings. I'm really upset with like some of those fucking calls against Boogie. Well, I was just like, fuck, those are terrible. <laughs> like I couldn't believe it. He took a, he tried to take a charge and they called the tech on him. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, people uh, have it off for Boogie. I I I for a long time had it off for Boogie, but the last couple years I've changed my tune because like. I I genuinely feel bad for the guy, and now he's a fan of NBA, so he's my favorite player. It's that simple. He commented some crying laughing emojis. He liked the post. Love him. He's my new favorite player. Uh, and with that, let's go over to uh, Plugs. Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore, and on Instagram at Tad dot Hall. That's T A D dot H A L L. You can follow me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Nikki Palooza and you can follow the podcast at NBA pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, make sure you give us some stores, five stores, uh, like 
subscribe tell all your friends thank you so much for listening uh for jay for tad i've been nikki this has been nba goodbye bye